0: God's house this morning as we give our praise to our Heavenly Father. And this morning we're going to, to continue our series on discipleship, taking a look at counting the cost, making sure that we realize when Christ gives us that invitation to follow Him, that we are ready again to take up that cross and follow our Lord. I'd also like to thank the youth for preparing with this service this week. Uh, they're helping out with the ushering and other aspects and the refreshments, um, also with PowerPoint. And they'll also be singing the song this morning, the verses. So I wish to thank them. I believe they learned quite a bit too that we just don't throw the services together at five minutes to nine on Sunday morning. <laughs> Please join with me for our call to worship. Please note that the responses by the congregation are sung and verses that I'm speaking are from Psalm 100. It reminds us about that call to worship, to give that praise to our Heavenly Father. And that last verse especially reminds us of that as we think of His love, that love in leading us to our Savior, that love of giving us that Savior, that continues forever. And may we give that praise. Shout for joy to with gladness come before him forgiveness let us praise the Lord
1: find The flesh with his passion and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in heaven with the Spirit. At this time, we'll have the children's sermon at the
0: age. And we also realize who gives us. Who gives us that strength to follow? That Christ has promised to be with us. He's made that promise. And He's going to keep that promise. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's going to be with us to the end of the age. So that's why this morning, let's take a look at counting the cost. I think as we count the cost of disciples, And we may say, we'll do it when it's convenient for us. But when you take a look at the opening words of our text for this morning, Jesus gives us an example of counting that. If you take a look with me, as the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. This doesn't mean after his death and before his ascension. Well, this is taking place as he was making his way up to Jerusalem to make that sacrifice. He was counting the cost. He knew his mission. He knew his mission from an eternity. His mission was to buy us back, to make that sacrifice, to shed his blood on the cross for us. So we could be his disciples. And he's telling his disciples, I am. people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. Now you have to remember the background of this. The Jews and Samaritans never got along because the Samaritans were from the ten northern tribes of Israel. They were captured by the Assyrians. They were deported to Assyria. And then some of the citizens from Assyria came down to that northern area. And the Jews thought, they're not as good as us. So there's always that, that conflict, there's always that strife between the Samaritans and the Jews. And now this village, when they hear that Jesus is going to set off for Jerusalem, he's not going to spend time with us, uh, we don't want you, Lord. We don't want you at all. And you know what the disciples do? Lord, you want us to call down fire from heaven? You want us to destroy them? Come on, Lord, we're your disciples, they should know who we are. No, don't do that. They went to another building. But often don't we, as we count the cost of disciples, think, Lord, we deserve something for following you. After all, I come to church weekly. I'm here. I read your word. I, I have my meditations. I study that word. I'm always busy at church helping keep the grounds clean. I'm always here to do this or that deserve something, Lord. If it doesn't go our way, oh, well, we don't maybe cry out for fire to come down and destroy something, but I think at times, as we think of discipleship, come on, Lord, give me something. I mean, after all, Lord, those disciples gave up their occupation. They followed you for three years. <laughs> Shouldn't this Samaritan village know who they were? Mm-hmm. to get times, we get caught up with that attitude, too. But then, take a look at what takes place. Go to the next slide, please.
2: Hopefully, go to the next slide. There we go, thank you. As they were walking along the road,
0: a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dance and birds have nests, But the Son of Man has no it's kind of interesting as we take a look at these three people that come up to Jesus and the invitation. And I think again, um, when you take a look at Jesus' responses, we we may think, man, Lord, you're a little, little rotten. I mean, after all, this all this man is saying is, I'll follow you. I'll follow you wherever you go. But then Jesus says, Well, the boxes. the cost of what it means to be a follower, a student, of Christ. I mean, Jesus says, I have nothing. That goes against us. I mean, don't we want to um, have everything in this world? I mean, Friday after um, England voted to leave the European Commons there, some of the commentators in this were saying, don't look at your 401 today." They knew the stock market we people were price Don't know if his father was really dead or not. I'll follow you, Lord. I'll follow you. I'll take that invitation to me, but on my timetable. So you have to remember, back in the days of Jesus, even to this day, in the Middle East, because of the heat, a person would die the following day, they would bury that person right away. was for another day. So if this man's father really had died, he wouldn't be following Jesus he Getting everything ready for that doom. So that's why Jesus said, No. Let the dead bury the dead. You're proclaim, proclaim again that message. And how often do we forget about that? As we count the cost of discipleship. We hear Jesus inviting us, we hear it every time we open up scriptures to follow him, to follow me. But often do we make up excuses? I'm just too busy. I have this to do, Lord. Let me do... Let me do it next week, okay? I'll be here next Sunday. Let's take a look again at that third person. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, at first. Let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one puts a hand to follow. He looks back as good first service in the kingdom of God. If they get this one, I think you understand since they plowed their fields with their aunts, that also they would look back. They wouldn't see where they were going. Their rows would be crooked. They'd be wasting land. This one, again, doesn't mean that the family's not important. The family's important. The family's important, but he's telling us again to set up again those roles. We've heard about it in our second lesson. way again, fathers are not to exasperate their reminds us, too, of even the first reading about living by the Spirit. When I start to think again as a family, the relationships that we have with our spouse, with our children, with our grandkids, nieces, and nephews, whether we're single or married, we do have a role to play, don't we, as a disciple of Christ? We do have that role to be ready, to serve Him, be thankful again the opportunity that God gives us to train our youth. That's why again that Christian education is so valuable. Right? We're again sending kids to train daily in that word. I think too uh, the opportunities that we have for affirmation class, our Bible classes, our Sunday school classes, to grow in that word. Isn't that what Jesus is saying here? You know, this one just wants to say goodbye to his family. What do you come back and serve? God has given us so many blessings. Are we ready to serve Him? We sang about it in our hymn for this hymn of the day. You take a look again at at the blessings. It doesn't mean just because we train our families in God's word that everything's going to be rosy. No. There's going to be the difficulties, there's going to be the hiccups. There's probably going to be at times that rejection of God's word. But again, we're the seed, water the seed, and let God take care of the harvest? Are we ready to come to the cost of training our youth, training our children in the way to go? Are we willing again to to give them that word, to make sure they're trained in that word? At times, we may not see that harvest for many years, but it will be there. Don't be in there for us? Are we ready to count the cost of what that means of making that commitment of, of coming to church weekly, growing in that word? Are we ready to count the cost of what it means that maybe at school, and especially those youth that were, were taking the service today, you um, have a different this pathway or Us as has a story of being a disciple, but it's truly God's story, isn't it? As he leads us in this world, is <coughs> following, my friends, that victory, that heavenly home is waiting for us. Yeah, it's God's story. Guys.